the Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to episode 114 of the Bible Girl Podcast. Today we're finishing up a series that um, we've been doing for the month of June on some slower, slowed down spiritual disciplines, some spiritual practices that will help you in a way that may be a little different from uh, the normal methods of Bible study and prayer that you have. These things are designed to force you to go deeper in uh, reflection and thought, and also to rely more on the Holy Spirit uh, than we do sometimes when we just do our quiet time. Um, These are things that are deliberately designed to force you to be quiet and still before God. So uh, today we're going to be talking about the prayer of Examen, and this is a prayer that was uh, developed by Ignatius of Loyola in the 16th century. It was part of his spiritual exercises. He had a a, a little booklet that you can still purchase and uh, read for yourself today. And in that, he um, talks a lot about how we... um, need to stay connected with God throughout our day, but more so that we see what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives and how he is leading and directing us throughout our day. It's often uh, very easy for us to get into a somewhat of a a rote kind of way of living. You know, we just get up and we do the same things all the time. That's one of the things that's been, I think, a blessing with this pandemic is it's forced us to establish some new routines. And um, regardless of of where you stand as to whether you've been uh, working from home or whether you've had to, uh, whether you're an essential worker and you've been uh, working out in the community that you live in, um, regardless of which your routine is different. You've had to shake things up a little bit. And those kinds of things are good for us because it's easy for us just to kind of float through life and not really notice that the Holy Spirit is is guiding us or directing us in certain ways. And so this prayer is, um, and, and all of uh, Loyola's exercises were designed to help you do that, to see where God was directing you, what God was doing in your life, what God was stirring in your heart, and, um, and help you connect some dots with different things in your life. And so his exercises, while um, if you follow the whole thing and do, do it the way he did it with um, uh, the monks that he worked with, um, it, it's quite intense. Um, the prayer of examen is something that we've used throughout the centuries and we've adapted it along the way. There's lots of different versions online. You can do a quick Google search and read more about it if you'd like. I'm going to go through a method that I've kind of adapted a little bit. Um, It's just uh, maybe the wording is slightly different, but um, than the original exam and prayer. But this is kind of what I have, um, the way that I have been doing it for quite some time now. Now, I feel compelled to say before we get too far into this, that um, There is no arrival when it comes to spiritual growth and there is no, um, I've, 
I've reached uh, perfection or I've reached the end of what I can learn when it comes to spiritual practices. So we're all learners. We might be on a different uh, part of the of the process than someone else, but we are all learning and we are all getting better. And I want to say that the prayer of examen is something that I, I need to improve so much more in, even though it is something that I have been uh, striving to do since 2016. And I think the, there, there are two things that I want to tell you about my experiences with the examen before I go into the process. The first thing is that it is single-handedly the most important thing that I've done in the last four years for my spiritual growth. Um, it has been um, instrumental in helping me change uh, habits and sin patterns. It's been um, a blessing for me because I've seen God at in ways I would have missed him without this prayer. I can say there is nothing, uh, there is no spiritual practice that I've done um, in the last four years that has brought me greater growth and greater joy than the examen. But the second thing I must tell you about my examen practice is that it is also the one thing that I fight against doing more than anything else. Study the Bible. Yep, I'm there. Um, you know, pray for other people, intercessory prayer. Yeah, let's get it done. Um, I love that. I and I and I will do that. But when it comes to the prayer of examen, there's something in me that always resists it. And I will tell you what that something is. And that is my sin nature. That's the old man who doesn't want me to confront my sin and my weaknesses and doesn't want me to know that God is doing something in my life and that I might be growing in ways that I didn't realize or that God is leading me in ways that would be a blessing to my own life and to the lives of others. Uh, that sin nature in me does not want this. And so as a result, there's always this push and pull inside of me. I know that it is good for me. I know that it is helpful. I know that it draws me closer to God. I know that it is something that brings about my growth, but on the other hand, I resist it like nothing else. And I think it's because it is the greatest impact that I've had in, in spiritually in, in many years. And so um, because of the power of it, because it, it is making a difference in my life, um, you know, there's always going to be that rebellious side that we fight against. And so I want to say um, that I'm not perfect at this. I don't do it uh, the way I'd like to do it. Um, but I am uh, pushing through that uh, resistance uh, more often than I, I did four years ago. And I'm growing in that and I'm learning to do this more and more. And I would encourage you as you practice this prayer that you do the same, that you push against that resistance. And that resistance is going to look, you know, kind of like, you know, maybe um, I don't have time or uh, now's not a good time or I'll do it later or I, I can't. I can't, I can't deal with that today. Sometimes that's what I say. Like, I just, it's just too much. I can't deal with that today. Um, it, push through those resistances and say, okay, well, you know, let's, for five minutes, I'll, I'll start the process and I'll go five minutes. And normally, um, if I can tell myself that and get started, um, I will finish the process, whether it takes five minutes or, or 15 minutes. So let's go through what the prayer is like. The first thing that you do is you just ask the Holy Spirit for light. You ask him to illuminate your life. Um, this is an important part because you're asking the Holy Spirit to show you things maybe that you didn't notice or things that you experienced and didn't recognize the significance of, things that you passed right by. 
um, in in doing this, it's important to do this because there are so many things that we don't recognize and so many things that we just um, go right past without realizing that that was a, a moment, that was an opportunity or or that was something profound happened there. Recently, I've had a couple of conversations with several different friends and and in two of them, I was able to to point out like, hey, you know, that was a that was a prompting of the spirit. I'm I'm really proud of you for following through, or I'm really proud of the way that you know the Holy Spirit spoke to you in that, and I'm really proud that you followed followed through and did you know did that or thought thought those things or or held your tongue when you should have. And in every case, they didn't recognize that as being the Holy Spirit directing them. They um, they just didn't see it in the moment. They just made the choice and they didn't really recognize that the spirit was, was leading them, was guiding them. And so we don't notice, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate what we have missed and where he wants our attention drawn. And that's one of the things about this prayer that's so interesting is that I might think going into it, I don't want to do this because I've had a horrible day and I've done all these things. And I know that God's mad at me about this, or we're going to have to talk about this. And um, but oftentimes I'm surprised that God draws my attention. The Holy Spirit leads me to another moment of my day that stands out and something that maybe I didn't expect. And, and sometimes that's really good. It's something that surprised me and something that I, I realized that I was obedient in a way that I didn't see at the time. So we're asking the Holy Spirit to draw our attention to the things we missed and what he wants us to focus on. And there's a beauty in this because um, God's grace is not um, is not looking to punish you or to uh, belittle you or to make you feel guilt. The process of this prayer is not at all to come to it in such a way that, oh, I've just messed up my whole day and I have to confess all these things to God. There is a period of confession, yes, but remember that Jesus Christ carried all the punishment for your sins. And so when you come to God and you you work through things that you did, things that you wish you hadn't done, things that sinned against God or sinned against others, when you bring those things before God, it's an opportunity for you to get a clean slate and not to carry it with you throughout your day and also to recognize the fact that you're not being punished for these things, that uh, Jesus bore all of your punishment. So it's safe. It's a safe place to come to talk about your sin and about your weaknesses, but also about your growth and the ways in which God is changing you. Um, and so often we, we fail to see our growth. So we start with prayer and we ask the Holy Spirit for light. And then we review the day. We just kind of go through our day. Now, that leads me to talk a little bit about when you do this prayer. Um, in Ignatius um, of Loyola, in his ex spiritual exercises, it was done twice a day. It was done midday and it was done in the evening. Um, for most people, once a day is enough. And, and many people do it, you know, once a week, which is fine as long as you have a good memory and you can kind of go back through your week. That might be a little hard for me. Um, maybe I, I'm really happy if I do it three or four days a week. Um, and I try to do it in the evening. I try not to do it at night. Um, I do it, I try to, to do it like after dinner, um, when, um, I'm still alert and still awake and, um, and, uh, things have settled kind of down for the evening, but yet it's not nighttime. Um, and that is, is kind of when I do it. Whenever you do it, it says review the day. So you would kind of just review from the last time you did the exam in prayer. 
So if you had done it two nights ago and you're doing it tonight, well, you kind of review since then. Um, if you're doing it every day at noon, you just review since the day before at noon. Um, kind of however you do it. If you skipped a long time, just kind of start fresh and, and kind of review the last 24 hours and go from there. Um, so you're going to review the day. You're going to kind of just list through kind of what your day was like. I, um, I woke up and I, I was, I was, um, I didn't get a, a lot of sleep. So I woke up with a headache and, and then I, um, I, I made breakfast and then I had a, a work, uh, conference meeting and this happened in the meeting and you just kind of like think through your day, just kind of go back through it. Once again, trusting that the Holy Spirit is helping you remember the things he wants you to remember about your day. And then once you've kind of reviewed your day, you're going to ask some questions. And the first one is, um, where did I feel God? Where did I see him? And where did I feel most alive? Um, when you kind of look at your day, you're looking for like, where was God at? Where was he prompting me? Where was he comforting me? Where was he putting that verse in my head or the right words to say or, or, uh, telling me to keep my mouth shut, you know, where, where did I feel and see God through the day? And, and kind of along with that, where did I feel most alive? Um, a lot of times that is a good indication of when the Holy Spirit is active in us, when we feel alive and we, we, we feel in that moment, like, you know, we're just firing on all cylinders. And so that's the kind of the first question you're going to look at the positive things, you know, where, where did I feel God? Where did I feel most alive? But then where did I struggle to feel God? And where did I feel most drained or discouraged? And so as you've reviewed your day and you've kind of looked through it, you might say to yourself, well, I felt really drained and discouraged in the meeting. And it was because I was, I, I had a good idea, but I was afraid to speak up. And, um, and I, I recognized that, that God had given me that idea. And I, I was just afraid. I didn't follow through on that. Um, where did, where did I struggle to feel God? You might say to yourself, you know, this, uh, maybe you were doing, um, something with your family and, and your kids were just out of control and, and, and maybe you just did not feel, uh, the Holy Spirit giving you patience and love in that moment. And you just felt uh, away from God in that time. So you're not judging yourself on either side of this. Um, you're not, you know, woohoo, yeah, I did, a, I had a perfect day. And you're also not saying, oh my goodness, I messed everything up. You're not judging, you're, you're noticing. You're just, you know, merely observing these moments throughout your day. And then there are a couple of questions to kind of put some of this stuff into perspective. So the first one is, what is one moment I wanna to talk to God about? There might be something that happened throughout the day that confuses you, or maybe you responded to something in a way that you wish you hadn't, and you want God to help you do better the next time. Or maybe there's, um, maybe you were tense uh, during the day, um, and you're not sure why, and you you just want to talk to God about that a little bit. You just pick that one moment and you kind of unpack it a little bit with God. And, and this is where you can be quiet and ask him questions and sit silently. Um, sometimes, you know, God has an answer. Oftentimes I find when I do that, you know, the next day or two, a verse comes to mind or a friend calls and says something and, and I really get some insight into that. But sit quietly. Sometimes God will reveal something to you in the moment. And then the next thing, once you've kind of talked about that one moment, whether it was a good moment or a bad moment, is there anything that I need to confess? Do I need to talk to God about confessing some sin? Maybe, um, 
you know, maybe at the root of the reason you didn't speak up in that meeting and that you were afraid there was a root of pridefulness there that, uh, that you didn't want to be anyone to think your idea wasn't a good idea. And so you, you had some pride there you were holding on to, and maybe you need to confess that, or maybe you need to confess that you weren't patient with your children that day, or, or confess that you, you, uh, gossiped or said something in a conversation you wish you hadn't confess those things to God. Remember that this is a safe space and that your sins are forgiven and you can confess them to God and, uh, and confession, you know, when we confess them to God, uh, the Bible tells us that he forgives us, but, uh, all of our sins are already forgiven. Confession is what wipes the slate clean in our own heart. It kind of resets us. And so it's important to do that. Um, not because, you know, God's going to strike us down. He's not this, uh, 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 angry, judgmental God, the uh, God of the Old Testament has been appeased by the sacrifice of Christ. And so he no longer, um, even though, you know, he was a loving God, he also was a God who could not uh, look upon sin that, you know, he had, he was separate from us because of that sin. And Jesus paid the price and the cost for that sin. So no longer does that keep us from God. And so it's safe. We can confess and we can, um, accept his gracious forgiveness and, uh, and then we can, we can move forward. And then the last thing is just kind of a, what do I need from God tomorrow? And once again, remember tomorrow is not necessarily tomorrow. If you're doing this at noon, then, you know, what do I need from God? Maybe the, a better word might be to say next. What do I need from God next? If something came up and maybe you realized that um, you were anxious all day for this specific reason and, and you were able to kind of work that out during the prayer time, maybe you can ask God to help you set aside that anxiety um, or to help you notice it quicker the next time. Or maybe you could ask God to give you more patience as you are, um, at home more with your children and, um, or whatever it is that you, that you need. What do I need from you, Lord? These are the things that I see. And then sometimes it's helpful just to be quiet for a few moments and say, you know, God, what is it that you want me to receive from you? Um, and sometimes it's, it's his comfort and sometimes it's, it's his love. And you, you realize that, um, this time of, of talking with him, this is a conversation, uh, with God has, has brought about joy or, uh, peace in, in your spirit. And so you can thank God for those things. That's kind of the basis of the prayer, but you can mix it up a little bit because, um, after a while, sometimes people get, um, can get bored or complacent. And so there are other questions that you can ask. And I, um, I'm, I have them in the show notes for you. And they're also, we have an abide card that goes with this, that has the prayer. And then on the back of the card has these additional questions and you can swap some out. So where it says, where did I feel God? And where did I struggle to feel God? You can swap those questions out with some of these. Okay. So um, one of them is what moment from my day made me the most grateful and what moment of my day was I the least grateful? And um, that one is just kind of, you know, noticing how you're responding to the gifts of God in your life and the goodness that he gives um, to you. Am I responding with gratitude or am I ungrateful? And um, the next one is, you know, the most life-giving part of my day or the most life-draining part of my day. What part of my day made me feel as if um, I was being filled up? And what part of my day was draining the life out of me? And uh, that's a good question to talk about with God in prayer. 
Um, sometimes we find that the things that are draining are things that God never asked us to do. They're things that God would have us set aside. And that's not always the case. Um, but I found in my life that sometimes by asking that question, I see that I'm trying to do something that only God can do, or I'm trying to control something that is only God's to control. Another set of questions is, when did I feel a deep sense of connection to God today? And when did I feel the least connected to God? Um, it's kind of a reworking of the where did I feel God and where did I struggle to feel God? What we're asking is, you know, was there a time in the day where everything you were doing, you just felt like the spirit was guiding you and leading you? And was there a time when you just felt alone and like you were on your own or you were doing things in your own strength or under your own um, um, abilities and talents without relying on God? Another one is just a simple, when did I feel encouraged and when was I discouraged? These are all kind of getting at the same answers, but sometimes by asking the questions differently, we might go a little deeper or we might uh, find a different angle that we hadn't explored before in, in prayer. One that I love, and this is um, an important one, is where did I exhibit the fruits of the Spirit? You know, the purpose of the Christian life is fruitfulness. We are to out, to go out and multiply believers, but we are also to be fruitful in our own lives. We are to be sharing the glory, showing the glory of God. And we were supposed to be loving others and doing things in our lives that make us fruitful and um, uh, connected and involved in the body of Christ. And so when you think about the fruits of the spirit, you can ask yourself during this prayer, um, instead of those middle questions about where did I feel God and where did I struggle to feel God, you can ask yourself, where was I loving today? Where did I miss being loving? When did I feel God's peace? And when was I, I worried or anxious? At what point in my day was I, I filled with the joy of God? And, and at what point in my day was I discouraged or was I, was I angry or was I uh, restless or, or uh, far away from joy? You can go through each of those things, uh, each of those uh, fruits of the spirit and kind of see when did I, when did I exhibit those fruits and when did I have an opportunity to do so and I, I didn't, I chose another path. This is an important one because as I said earlier, we often don't see our own growth. And so by doing this, we can see ways in which we are growing. We are exhibiting the fruits of the spirit. We do have joy in difficult circumstances. And um, that one has been a very helpful one to me um, to be able to go through the list of the fruits of the spirit and pray through them and just ask the Holy Spirit to show me like, where am I growing in this and where do I still need to grow? Where did I sin or fail today is another question. Of course, uh, there is under anything I need to confess is kind of the same question. And where did I see a God at work in my life or circumstances? Look at some of the deepest things that you face. Maybe it's, um, you know, just uh, working from home has been difficult for you. Or or maybe you're struggling with um, the, uh, an illness in your life right now. Or maybe you're in a period of waiting and you're just, just kind of in limbo and it's exhausting. Where is God working? Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Where is God working in my life? Where is he in this circumstance right now? The Holy Spirit will guide you through this prayer. I think it's important to close the day with thankfulness. Close that prayer and just say, thank you. 
Thank you for illuminating my life. Thank you for helping me see these things. Now, that's a lot of questions. And of course, you don't have to do them all. Um, and as I said, a lot of that stuff was just supplemental questions you can swap out for. Or maybe you just want to keep your exam and prayer kind of short at first. And you just kind of ask for light and pick one of those questions from the alternate list. Um, I think that it's important that you not use the exam and prayer just to look for the good stuff. Uh, you also need to make sure that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to direct your attention to the things in your life in which he's trying to change you. And he's also trying to uh, help you to set aside uh, those things that are weighing you down, the sins and the bad habits and the, the besetting sins, the, those things that trip us up over and over again important to let the Holy Spirit work in those things as well. As I said before, we have an abide card and uh, the information on the abide card is exactly the same that's in the show notes. You can download either one, whichever format you'd like. Um, once again, the show notes are an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And then the abide card is meant to be printed and cut out in a four by six size. It's double sided this week. Um, and so you can download that um, from my website as well. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram, there's always links in my profile to get the latest downloads. And I encourage you to stop by and see me um, on any social media platform that I'm on. And you'll find links to the latest Things. I also have some other stuff coming out this week. Um, the July uh, intentional calendar comes out a little later. Um, um, uh, I think it's actually going to come out um, on the day I'm recording this um, on the 29th. And then also um, I have a, a fun little month at a glance um, thing that I'm going to be releasing this week and an additional abide card a little later in the week. So um, I hope that you are uh, checking out the website and checking out my um, Instagram and keeping up with all the downloads. We're going to do something new. We're veering off from this subject. And so we'll be on a brand new topic in our next podcast. And I, I wish you, um, those of you that are our loyal listeners, I wish you a great week. And I can't wait to be back again with you for episode 115 uh, in the month of July. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Go to BibleGrowPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print the monthly scripture writing list, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jessie L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I-L Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.